What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we have some some things to catch up on. Some news that has come out and some developments to discuss. First of which, Kyle Seeger has retired. A bit of a surprise, honestly. This was a bit of a surprise. I mean, I was just scrolling through Twitter. And, I mean, I do follow Kyle Seeger. I follow his wife on Twitter. I don't think he has Twitter. Um, and she had this post. And it was like, a note from my husband or something and he's it was a it was a statement of retirement he said today i'm announcing my retirement from major league baseball thank you to all of my family friends and fans for following me throughout my career it's been a wonderful ride but i'm unbelievably excited for the next chapter of my life so after 11 seasons all with the mariners kyle seager has retired from baseball and he definitely could have kept playing i mean it is a surprising development because He's 34, and he definitely showed he had more left in the tank after a pretty strong 2021 where he hit 35 homers and 101 RBIs, both career highs. But I guess it's it's just, I, I guess it's just the end of a chapter for him. I mean, he had a pretty emotional send-off from Seattle, and, you know, it, it was one that left all of his teammates in tears on the final day of the regular season. Everyone really had good things to say about him. They really appreciated him. They knew it was the end of, you know, end of his time in Seattle. But many people still projected him to get another deal this offseason. I mean, if you look at some projections, there was, there were some, they were saying two years, 24 million, potentially for another deal, because there are teams that could definitely use a left-handed bat like that. But, yeah, I mean, Seager calls their career, I mean, a very successful one at that. He was a third-round pick of the Mariners in 2009. He reached Seattle two years later, and he soon became their regular third baseman. He ranks fourth in franchise history in games played, hits, home runs, and RBIs. He's third in doubles and fifth in position player war. So if you look from 2012 to 2021, I mean, that's basically you know his time there. He produced at least a league average OPS plus every season except 2018, and he reached the 20 homer mark in every full season of his career. He was an AL All Star, and he also won a Gold Glove in 2014. I mean, he was just a consistent, productive mainstay in the lineup. Someone who you could pencil in every single night. Didn't really miss much time. He was just very, very consistent. So. Yeah, just the face of the Mariners, especially after you know Ichiro left, after Felix Hernandez left, Kyle Seager was a new face of the Mariners over the last few seasons, and just durable, durable. He did get that nice co- contract extension a few years ago, where they gave him a hundred million dollars over seven years, and you know that contract just concluded obviously a few months ago, but that kept him a Mariner for life. Kept him a Mariner for life and obviously took care of him as he took care of the hot corner in Seattle. Uh, it's a reciprocal relationship. So, yeah, definitely a bit of a shock. But the Mariners now know that they need, I mean, they, they knew they needed a replacement, I guess. But um, I guess baseball has, one one free agent is off the market now. If you had thought that Kyle, Kyle Seeger was going to be a free agent, he is no longer. He's moved on to to other things. So, there's that. There's that. In other news, in other news. So 
remember how I was talking about when we talked about the Washington Nationals, how they are, you know, they are retooling. They're not going to rebuild because Juan Soto, you have, you know, all world player on their team. He's going to be free agent in a few years and they're going to want to contend before that time comes. They're probably going to want to extend him too, but they don't want to waste these good years of Juan Soto. So if you look at the Nationals payroll right now, it's the lowest it's been since 2012, which is the year a 19-year-old Bryce Harper made his debut. Right now, they're lined up for opening day roster, uh, sorry, opening day payroll of $118 million. The past four years, they've usually been between 180 and 200 million. So why do I say this? Well, for a team that's looking to reboot or retool, this is exactly where you want to be, right? It means you're positioned for the kind of deal where you can you can absorb a big contract from a team that's trying to dump salary. So let's say you have a, a team with, with with a highly paid players. Take someone like Craig Kimbrell, for example. He's got one year, $16 million remaining on his contract. Um, another option, you know, the White Sox, they just have a lot of high paid players on their on their payroll you know they, they, they had a franchise high payroll in 2021 dallas keichel's on there he's making 18 million dollars in 2022 he also has a 20 million dollar club option for 2023 so you have players like 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 this you know distressed assets i should say um no i wouldn't call dallas keichel a distressed asset but basically if a team decides they want to and it's not just the white Sox, if a team decides they want to dump salary the nationals are a place to look they're they're a place to look. Mike Moustakis with the Reds, you know, he's owed $38 million over the final two seasons of his contract. He could be someone to look at because obviously he's been somewhat crowded in the infield in Cincinnati after the breakout season of Jonathan India. But if the Reds move Moustakis, they could hold on to, you know, India and obviously they can have plenty of more money to go around for other guys. So you have that. Um, Jake Odorizzi, in Houston, he's making quite a bit of money. Carlos Santana, Justin Upton, David Price. You know, these are guys who who are making quite a bit of money that teams might be looking to move on from. And I think the Nationals would be a pretty good dumping ground if, you know, D.C. is trying to retool, like I said, and go out there and contend again. You know, the Nats are about 60 to $80 million below their recent spending level, so they have a lot of room to work with. Probably not in 2022. But, you know, it would be wise for them to at least probably buy a few prospects, probably. So, like, what I mean by that is, like, let's say you take one of these overpaid players that I mentioned, um, for lack of a better word, but then you you force the team sending them to send you some of their top prospects. That's basically what we saw a few weeks ago when the Red Sox and Brewers swung that trade. The Red Sox took on the salary of Jackie Bradley Jr., but they also got two really good prospects. So basically, you're buying prospects. You're taking on an overweight salary that a team's trying to get rid of, but you're forcing them to add in top prospects in that package. So that's what the Nats could do. You can get like a Mike Moustakis and then also add in some of the Reds' top prospects. You can get a Craig Kimbrell, add in some of the White Sox' top prospects. So that way, you know, you're you're getting a, you know, an overpaid major leaguer, perhaps, expensive major leaguer, but you're also helping yourself retool by getting maybe some guys who are you know, right on the verge of major league ready or their double A, triple A guys who are, you know, top 10 prospects in the organization. And then that, that could really help you in like, you know, a year or two when they'll be up in the big leagues.
So that's a strategy that we could see the Nats employ. Just thought I would mention that. But yeah, that's where we're at. Just those couple updates, the Seager retirement, and then some, some of the payroll um, implications that we could be seeing in D.C. I think that they have a very unique situation. But I'll keep it there for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection. Thank you.